All rise for the Honorable J.P. Brown. Welcome to Fathers and Family Court. I'm your host, J.P. Brown. I'd like to take this time to welcome back all of our return listeners as well as give a first-time welcome to all of our first-time listeners. Now, if you are a first-time listener to this podcast, brace yourself. This is a Father's Rights podcast where we talk about father's rights, parental alienation, as well as the $50 billion business known as Family Court and the effects it's having on the folks in our society that they are clearly just robbing for money. Now, in season two and season three of Fathers and Family Court, we've been talking to dads all across America, as well as in other countries. And what we've come to find is that we're all equally robbed when it comes to trying to be in our children's life and the state being involved. Now, before we get into things, uh, I just want to go ahead and throw my handles out there. If you want to follow me on Instagram, give me feedback. That'd be great. If you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, give me feedback that'd be great share the podcast share the link uh if you do leave feedback or say anything about the podcast what i'm gonna do is i'll make sure i retweet all your whatever you send me i'll retweet it i'll make sure i respond back um anyone who has reached out to me over this time i made sure i reached out show love talk to them um this is the point of this whole thing is that we're a community. We're talking about uh, a social injustice that's not really popular to be talked about. And it's not designed for us to talk about it. These folks are making a lot of money off of us ignoring this topic. A lot of money. And it's destroying our societies. We wake up every morning. We look around. And if you listen to anyone, you listen to the older community, they'll tell you right out their mouth, this place has gone to shit. Well, what's the problem? We taking dads out the home. Everybody has a problem with fatherlessness, but yet here these fathers are being stripped right out the house for money and everybody just sitting around watching. No one's saying anything. So what are we doing? We're creating a network of dads who just want to talk to each other about fucking, well, they don't just want to talk, but talking is definitely helpful because I do want to say this. After dads are getting robbed in these courtrooms, they're not giving anybody to talk to. So what we're doing is we're talking about it, and it's proven to be helpful. Not only just for the fathers and other folks listening, but for myself as well. Um, we're going to continue where we picked up. We're gonna, I'm sorry, we're going to pick up where we left off. <laughs> uh, talking to dads. We're going to talk to Ryan. Ryan's calling from Montana. Have never spoke to Ryan before. I know he has great energy because we spoke a little bit on the internet. So we chopped it up back and forth. You can always tell someone's energy. Uh, Ryan seems like he's going to probably have high energy. I have no idea what he's going to say, but I do want to say this. I've told him to speak openly and honestly in this interview, however he wanted to feel. I told him, no, don't be censored, be you. Just like I tell every other dad. Each of these fathers that come on this podcast to speak have been through something. There's a certain amount of level of passion that comes with your kid being robbed in this state that says they have the best interest just sitting back and watching and making money instead of actually doing what's good for the kid. There's a certain amount of passion that come behind that. I guess I can't explain it unless you've been through the shit. It's a couple hours, good, there's a good 90 plus episodes with other dads where you could go back and take a listen if you'd like. I want you to listen to this podcast with an open mind, open ears, and an open heart. Please enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Fathers and Family Court. Today we'll be speaking with Ryan. Ryan is 30 years old and he's originally from Michigan where I'm from. So I'm super excited to talk to him. But he currently is in Montana with a case in Wyoming. So uh, I've never been to Montana or Wyoming and I don't know the capital of either of those two states. So I'm super excited to talk to uh, Ryan and I want to I want to talk to someone who's never 
who's been somewhere I've never been. Why don't, those are two places I've never been, so it's always excited to learn. Um, I want to ask him about some of the differences uh, between that state and our state that he's originally from. Uh, Ryan has a three-year-old daughter, so I have a daughter. We got a lot in common. I'm excited to learn from Ryan and hear what he has to say. Ryan, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing quite well. I'm just traveling from most of my town. I'm currently in the capital of so okay, so you're currently you're currently in Montana right now, in the capital. Uh, so uh, so listen, man, I like to start here, bro. Did you have both uh, parents in the home growing up? Uh, no, I was divorced in 1993. I was born in 91, so I they fought over me out of uh, Ottawa County Hall in there. Okay, so they, they so, settled 50-50 custody. Okay, okay, 50-50. So they went 50-50. Okay, so how did how did, how experience so you grew up in a 50-50 environment. How was that? Uh not very good. I was a weapon of choice as a kid myself. Okay. Uh, so Okay, man. So you you got a you actually grew up in a situation that it just wasn't necessarily the best. So I asked that because man, it actually gives insight, man. It, it shows like, all right, man, you wanted to be a dad who had both your both you know who had who had a child with both parents in the home. You probably wanted to give your daughter a good look. You know what I mean? The look you didn't get the chance to have because your folks were already back and forth, and before you had a chance to have your earliest memories. So, oh, yeah. yeah, man. So, all right, man. So, how you want to get started, man? You can start from wherever you want, man. Tell us a little bit about uh, your story. Tell a little bit about myself. Um, Ryan, I stay. I lived in Bozeman, Montana. I came out from Holland to Bozeman or Gardner, Montana, at the Yellowstone National Park. But my dad just and I, after most of our months, passed away in Holland. Montana. Um, I went to school out here for years. I graduated in 2010, and I moved back to Bozeman from Gardner in 2010, and I lived here ever since. So I met in 2017. I fast forward. Uh, I met Baby Mama. Her name mm -hmm. is Allie. Mm -hmm. We worked at a gas station together, we hung out, and we started a date. Well, she got pregnant, it was unexpected, and I, she completely took full control over it. Um, I felt trapped, like I couldn't even get an engine, otherwise a name, a name, or anything. She got to pick everything. So it was like, she was pushing me away, so I felt like, Helped at that point, and I attempted to take my own life. And after I got out of the hospital, everything calmed down. She broke up with me, never talked to me until uh, January of 2018. She said she was going to Wyoming, and she grinned. That's what all people grin. We all know the baby folks, evil little bitch, evil little grin. Mm -hmm. And no. Now, now, Ryan, are you on the speakerphone right now? Uh, yeah. Now, uh, 
you got a Bluetooth in? Could you go to regular? I know you're driving, but you think you could go to regular phone to see if the audio is a little better? You're still good. I just want to make sure everyone can hear everything you're saying super clear. I mean, I can hear it well, but I just want to, it's a little scratchy. I just want to clear it up as best we can. All right. Uh, can uh, you hear me better? Night and day, Ryan. Night and day. All right. Anyway, um, she said she was moving to Wyoming from mm. Bozeman to help with her family, was having family issues and Really, there was nothing going on. I think she just left state just despite me. Mm-hmm. And she had our baby, uh, Bree, and her name's Mariah, cute as hell. And uh, she was born April 21st, 2018, and she would not. She finally said, if you want to see um, the baby, you'll have to take me to court. And she cut off contact with me, wouldn't give me her address or anything. So there's a third party in this. Her name was Susan, and she talked back and forth to us. And she got the, her address. So I immediately, upon myself, took and petitioned in the state of Wyoming, state of Wyoming, and uh, petitioned for a paternity test because the mother wasn't going to do it. Um, she even had Susan tell me that our daughter was born. She didn't have the, she didn't have the balls to tell me herself. So you missed um, out on her birth, basically, because this lady. So she hijacked your kid before your your daughter was even born. She was she was still pregnant. Yep, and to, make, to add insult to injury, um, there was a question if the child was mine or not, and I I already immediately knew she was. And she played it off until um, we got the paternity results, which came back conclusive that I was the father. Nine, it was like one in 10 trillion chance of being somebody else's. So, and no. I, I, she started contacting me, telling me that our daughter had a, uh, um, heart issues because she was born with two holes in her heart and they closed up mm-hmm. now and this is before the paternity's results came back but she kept on telling me stuff that was wrong as if I was the father mm-hmm. and she stopped contacting me from contacting me from what was it uh, May 2018 until <coughs> excuse me and I, I would, until July of 2018, during that time, I kept on texting her if how she was doing, no response. She said, leave me alone. And after a while, um, I guess in the piece of shit state of Wyoming, men do not ever move to Wyoming if you want to <laughs> experience heartache pain. Slap me with a petition of a stalking order of protection. Now, when I got to Wyoming and I got there, my foster parents went, went with me. The second, you know, you, they say all rise. Well, we did all rise for the Honorable Judge Frank Zabri. I call him, uh, he was a piece of shit. The second she entered that room, my foster parents and I even talked about this tonight. 
he glared and scanned me down and looked at me as if I was a, a predator, like an apex predator. Like he just glared and and from there on out, she snapped at me, yelled at me, completely took her side. Would not. She was. He wasn't even going to allow me to take the stand. As constitutionally, we have a right in this country to take the stand. He was going to have me uh, speak from the respondent section. And the judge uh, was like, no, take the stand. And I answered her piece of shit lawyer's questions. And uh, when I got off the stand, um, the judge wouldn't even accept my evidence. And uh, the order of protection would have gotten dismissed if the judge actually would have looked at the evidence that they submitted was completely contrary to what they testified to. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the blind, the, even more that the judge is a piece of shit, is a blind piece of shit. So he was like this, hereby order that these words made me cry my eyes out in court. Mm-hmm. The, it is in this court's favor that this stalking order of protection is hereby granted. And she grant, it was granted for one year. And during that entire time, I had no access or no... Um, uh, and then two weeks later, after the uh, stalking order of protection came, her was put on, the mm-hmm. fraternity results came back. Two weeks after the stalking order of protection, spiteful, malicious, we both know that. Mm-hmm. I went on, and during that year, the uh, her law- her piece of shit lawyer um, uh, did a petition for uh, um, child support, custody, and everything, and. Uh, mediation, we went through mediation, um, I was pressured into signing, I, I was pressured into signing it, I have to have, um, I have to do a hair follicle every six months, um, what? I just got a hair follicle test, um, proving there's no drugs, I'm not a drug user and I have no history. But I do marijuana for epilepsy. I man, had a fifty foot walk. That ain't no drug, man. We from Michigan, man. What you talking about? Yeah, I know, right? And Montana is recreational now. So I mean, and it's been uh, medical since uh, two thousand four. Oh so I have, yeah, I do marijuana because of my epilepsy due to a fifty foot rock fall I had in Yellowstone National Park in two thousand two. Um, I even have a news uh, thing on it that came out uh, just before COVID. Um, I can even post that for you so you can put add it to your podcast. And uh, anyway, I uh, during that year, I had no idea how our daughter was doing. Mm-hmm. The last I knew is that she was in and out of the hospital, um, having breathing problems as well. And her a hole in her heart, always going back and forth from Wyoming to the uh, Salt Lake City uh, Children's Hospital there. And I didn't find anything out of her health until after the stalking order of protection was uh, over. And after that, um, in the uh, parenting agreement, not only the hair follicle, I have to have something for my neurologist saying, oh, he's taking his epilepsy medication. Well, 
I can tell you right now, um, I have to have 24 uh, months of supervised visits and uh, 20 in, in the area where our daughter lives and 24 months of unsupervised visits in the area where our daughter lives. So uh, I have to wait four years to take her out of state anywhere, to take her out of the area where she lives. And that's like probably the size of Detroit, mm-hmm. like city limits of Detroit. You, you're very limited. Mm-hmm. So, and, uh, if I fail a drug test, the visits start anew. So supervised visits would have to start over. Well, I can tell you what the state of Wyoming has made a special task force to take down people that possess marijuana. They are, they're worse than Texas and Alabama put together. And we already know how bad those two states are against it. Right. However, yeah. And I mean, I tell you, you people that from Alabama or Texas that ever listen to this, you think your state is bad on it? Don't try Wyoming. They will arrest you on spots, and yeah, they'll make your life hell. And at least in others, they will do a conviction. They do not believe in uh, uh, deferred sentences. Montana does. They believe in deferred sentences. However, so look. You know what, man? You just you just unpacked a lot, and I want to go back a little bit. Don't lose your spot. This is this is super important. We talk about some of this because we need some. We need a little bit of backdrop. So listen, man. Um, hold on here. So you met. Listen, man. So all right, hold on. You said some things that we can't get too far from. All right, at the beginning, you told us you met this lady in seventeen working at a station. And by the time she's already pregnant, she was already taking full control of the situation. By the time she, as soon as she gets pregnant, she takes full control of the situation. Oh, yeah. So much so that it drove you into mental fucking to the point where you tried to take your own life before your daughter even came. Yep. And she took it as abandonment and said, I abandoned her. Yeah, but like, what, what, can you go, can you take us back to some of that earlier, some of that earlier, all right, man, I want you to understand that we're comrades, it's deeper than just us going, being from Michigan and shit, it's deeper than that, when my child was in the womb, right, my child's mom tried to cut her out the womb, now, this is my first time having a kid, and I tried to tell her anyway. I'm like, yo, I'm not even responsible right now. I understand I'm going to be responsible in life. But at that point, I just really wasn't being responsible. I was still doing irresponsible shit, you know. And that wasn't the stage I wanted to bring my daughter into and in my life. Anyways, she tried to cut my daughter out the womb. I would see her bashing her head on the floor on her hands and knees. And just weird shit that I didn't think no kid should go through. But I understood where it took me. I'm like, damn, you know what I mean? Where it took me. So I'm just trying to figure out where were you? Because like that, it bothered me because I wanted my kid listening to classical music or like hearing peaceful things and the person holding my child to have good energy because I believe and, you know, not smoking cigarettes. 
I think that should be a given. Shit like that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, you know, I wanted good things for my daughter and I ain't want no bullshit. So what was it really back there that drove you to that? Because 21 dads a week commit suicide over child access issues and we can't just breeze over, uh, you know what I'm saying? We can't just breeze over attempt that take yeah. your own life you know what i mean yeah. i want to get in depth like yeah. what was happening and what were you thinking and how did you like overcome it like what let's get into that a little bit um well, i really don't know uh, what was going through my head i just felt like my living situation at the time wasn't good um i had to just live and pay rent and everything but the people i lived with were so uh negative that they are almost as bad as she was. Right. So and it just it just spiraled from there. I just had no one else to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't really uh have a job at that point in time. Because mm-hmm. I had just lost my job at the gas station. Mm-hmm. And at that at that time um I just decided to overdose on my medication. Right. Uh, and my roommate, I guess, I mean, he called the police or 911 and I went to the hospital, yada, yada, yada. Right. A, stayed at a mental health place for a few days. Well, <clears throat> what helped me out, uh, but during that whole time that I was in the hospital to the time that I got out of uh, the mental or um, the 72 hour hold word hold um, I was like I know I'm going to be a dad right I can't I can't abandon her and I I just can't do that mm-hmm. and most people would have told me to just walk away just walk away she'll want to know you want to be well no no I cannot do that I, I wasn't brought, I wasn't put on this earth to give up. Now, Ryan, what was some of the things you was experiencing? Like, what's some of the things you was experiencing that made you feel like, other than her name change, like, what, what's some of the things she was experiencing, just like brain games and shit, just being evil to you type deal? And do you feel yeah. like, do you feel like the root, base root of that was she was banging the other dude? The day, or it was um, the reason why there's a question of what it could have been because it was a guy she dated before me. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I was thinking like because a lot of she, times. And the day I got out of the hospital, um, we went off to all dark, mm-hmm. and that's the day she broke up with me, and she's like, "Have a seat." There's going to be somebody else here. That was her ex-wife. She had told me they hung out that entire day, went to a movie and everything. And he uh, bought he bought uh, dinner, so I didn't complain. And uh, after dinner, we get out, we go to the cars, and she came to me and said, "I can't be with somebody that abandons Yadi." Or that attempts suicide and abandons their own child, and and 
she runs off with her ex. And I was like, I can already, I see my words of her exactly. It was like, I see what this is. And just get out of here. And she was like, what is it? And I would just go. And she ran off. And the second she started running off, it started, I kid you not, pouring rain. So it was like, like the rain cloud was just right waiting to fall on us. So I went home and I just went into a deep depressive state for even more depressed, but I didn't attempt suicide again. And I haven't since then. And I never will again. Right. And, uh, during that time, I just, His name's Kelvin. He's like basically almost like a father to me. He's like like a coach to me. Mm-hmm. So I think during that time, if I wouldn't have had him, I probably wouldn't have him. Now you now now who was that? You had hit a dead spot? Right when you said who it was, everything else came through very clear, but who was that you said you were leaning on like a coach and was is important to you? His name is Kelvin. He's okay. from Texas. Okay. Yeah. Is and, uh, one of your friends. Yeah. That's what's up, man. That the guy yeah. strategically placed him where you needed to be, and that's what's crazy, man. Like, of course, like, and then it's, it's just to give folks insight. Like, that was a deep, dark time. Like, man, you honestly, um, you you were up against it, bro. Like, you, this lady tells you, she tells you, she's pregnant. <laughs> Now, you're getting ready to have the opportunity to be a father, bro. You've probably been thinking about being a dad since you were a kid, just like the rest of the dads. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, and, and, and I hear the energy in your voice when you, when you respond, but it's like, bro, this person then turned around and tells you, motherfucking, first of all, this person got the, you got, you got this motherfucker, you hanging with him all day. Then you come around, you, Come okay, you want them to buy dinner and shit. This kind of weird and shit, but whatever and shit. And then you want to tell me while he's still chilling with us, come. You want to do what, bro? You're pregnant right now. You saying? So what you about to do? You saying you about to go? You finna go? Right? You your focus is on that. You supposed to be a mom right now. If. If Ryan is messed up, if his, if he, if he, if he, if Ryan has a concussion, we're related to football. If Ryan has a concussion as a teammate, you see it all the time. You see, you see, what do teammates do when one of their teammates has a concussion? When you try to get his ass up, what do they do? They put, they tell him to stay down. They're motioning down. They're, they're holding his shoulder pads down or they're telling him not to get up. You see it on every Sunday or every Saturday. It's on. They're not telling him get up and it don't, that don't happen no more. You know what I mean? So her job wasn't to be like, oh, well, I'm going to go. No, man. Like you're, you need Ryan because he's a part. He needs to be a part of his child's life. Unless you just full out, flat out plan on pulling a hijack move like she did. You know what I mean? But this shit is wrong, bro. You're a human being, man. Right from there. So she's pregnant. And, and, and it all makes sense now. You know what I mean? Because, bro, that yeah. was, that was wrong, bro. 
That was wrong. Chill with your homie on your own time. Why would you make these motherfuckers cross paths? That's disrespectful, man. This shit is serious. This ain't no game. That's some kid-ass shit. You got these two chilling together while you plotting on kicking it back with this motherfucker. And then you got somebody's real life in your stomach. I could see maybe she just didn't know type shit. She was like torn in between the two. She don't know. But man, that's what you need to be more responsible. You know what I mean? Be more responsible. That fall back on, in her court. That don't got shit to do with you. What do that got to do with you? It wasn't no mistake you made. You wasn't confused. So, uh, to our listeners out there, uh, Ryan's call dropped because he's getting around. So, <laughs> you gotta forgive us. But yeah, I was just saying, man, it, it just, this was a terrible thing to do to you, man. And, but that does give us good insight on what we're working with here. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no accountability for that. Like, the judge came in grilling you, looking at you all crazy, bro. That is ridiculous. Looking at you all wild, bro. And then, and then here's the kicker, right? Here's the kicker, right? Yeah. This guy doesn't even understand that she was confused when the baby was conceived and what all took place. You know what I mean? He don't even know. He just come in picking sides because he's there to get cash. He don't care about fucking, you know what I mean? He's there for free funding. If that shit is, oh, that shit is frustrating, man. So, so, all right, bro. So listen, um, all right, look. So when your daughter is born, do you get a chance to see her? Did you, uh, when your daughter was born, did you get a chance to like, did you get a chance to see her? Like, or did she, uh, did you? when she was born, I didn't get to see her until, oh, she was about almost a year and a half. Almost, about 15, 16 months old. Man, now wait a minute, man. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you didn't get to see this baby. You suffered from alienation for the first literally 15 months of her life, bro. That is so crushing, man. Dog, so you had to wait and be a new dad for a year and a half before you could see her smile or know who she was, or like get to smell that baby smell, or hold her in your arm, like in one arm, you know what I'm saying? Or change a diaper, really for real, for real, like the baby diapers. You can get the purple. Oh, she won't let me do that, you kidding me? No, 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 fuck that, fuck that. I understand you didn't get the chance, but I'm just saying, bro, that's wrong, bro. You are a fellow Michigander, bro. You breathe the air. I we are fucking. We are from this motherfucker, bro. I seventy five six ninety six. We are from here, bro. I mean, I don't think those fucking freeways might run where you from. I don't know. Maybe they do. I don't know. But dog, we from the same fucking state, bro. I'm pulling for you, bro. Just like I pull from anybody from Michigan, bro. You're a good human being. You deserve. And it don't matter where you from. I just keep harping on that because he's from the same state as me. And all listeners know that. I don't give a fuck who, where anyone's from, really. I just believe every dad should have opportunity with his kids. Man, you were robbed of those things, bro. 
flat out raw, man. You deserve to have this little girl on your shoulder, man. Burp and get spit and get this white shit on you. You didn't get this chance to experience none of that. You didn't get a chance to hear her cry in the middle of the night or like get woken up. None of that. Instead, you spent that whole time fucking worrying and suffering, bro. That is not right, man. This is a human being. He's a human being. This is a human being. He walks around. No fuck around. He's from Michigan. I could run into him while I'm out handling business. going, You know, traveling. In my state, I'm saying. I could pass this guy at a gas station. He could be back home visiting. I could pass him. I could see him at Great Lakes Crossing. This is fucking a real human being. Why can't he hold his daughter, man? What type of shit is that? But that's what we're dealing with here. Folks is just getting robbed. Just flat out robbed. You know what I mean? Bro, that's fucking crazy, man. So we're... we're so... Obviously, the month and the, 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 oh, okay, 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 okay. Then you find out she's got the two holes in her, born with the two holes in her heart. Well, the lady says, take you to court, which is probably fucked up, because you're like, bro, take you to court? Yo, this is my sperm you used here. But she, did she, she didn't know yet still, which I think she just flat out didn't know. She was cracking. You know what I mean? But I don't, man. Oh, okay, yeah. So you feel like she fucking knew. Just knew, just being a... Oh, yeah. Either way, bro. I got... Either, I got out of, um... I got out of, um... What was it? 800 cities. 864 dollars of back child support pay because she claimed the child wasn't mine for the first few months of our child's life. Mm -hmm. So I'm like... And by the way, I pay child support on time. Have never been behind on it. Never missed a pay. Nah, man. We'll get into child support. But right now, ain't much you should be paying none. Anybody in the world who believes a human being who is fucking suffering every single day from the time the sun rises to the time the sun sets and even when he goes to sleep, if he goes to sleep, should be paying for a kid that got stolen something's wrong with you bro he shouldn't be paying a dollar bro wasn't he doesn't get to see the kid he doesn't get to participate he doesn't get to he doesn't get a chance not even a chance nope this ain't no damn jail sentence man make you know what i'm saying this is this is no man what if we turn this into bro where this is just normal and folks look at this shit in the face and just i'll keep on rolling with it how this shit don't bother you my man saying he heard he had already committed, almost tried to commit suicide. Try. So, if he if he's in that state, why? You know what I mean? That shit just don't make no sense to me, man. It don't make no sense to me. Now you say you fell fifty feet, uh, rock climbing, doing some old courageous shit. I mean, I didn't climb to the top of the rock climbing wall at the gym before, but dog, I felt accomplished doing that. I would never climb no damn, uh-uh. That shit is, that shit take heart. That's how I know when you said you was even doing that. I'm like, oh, you're going to get your daughter back because I don't even, ain't here to rest yet. I just know any motherfucker about to climb on them rocks, they got something in them. You know what I mean? I be seeing it. Yeah. 
anybody yeah, climb on one of them rocks. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Small, like 50 feet rock climbing, just like straight down, and it was like in Yellowstone National Park. So it's like there's no there's no fucking rock wall there. It's the real deal. Oh, I know, and, I know. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> come on, man. Don't 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 make fun of me, dog. I don't know anything about rock climbing, but I respect it because I would never. That shit is. He said it's not a rock wall. I know, I know. But no, we just Yeah, no, no, I know. I know, no, no. I'm being funny too, man. We and then the listeners out there, they know, man. Fucking it's all about fucking two dads really chopping it up and being understanding, just getting an understanding here. This conversation is gonna be extremely helpful just to the cause and to somebody out there, man. So look, man, so uh when did you take that fall? Um, I came out here from Holland on uh, August 19th, 2002. Uh, it happened September, t- Saturday, September 28th, 2002 at about 12.30 p.m. So uh, my dad and I, I can actually tell you what happened. You want me to explain that? Yeah, go ahead, man. You, you, cause you, if, if that's our, if you, uh, yeah, go ahead, please, man, please go ahead. Tell us. It was a uh, really nice day, actually, and uh, it was a kind of, it was like an Indian summer, so it was kind of like the warm kind of day, but you, uh, you can, the kind of weather where you make like a stew, and uh, that's exactly what we did. He put stew in the crock pot, he uh, decided to make lunches, picnic, and go to the park and take a few with the park. Well... Um, Gardner, Montana is the north entrance to Yellowstone National Park. Uh-huh. And he went into the park, and Mammoth Hot Springs is the county seat of Yellowstone National Park. Uh-huh. And so, five miles south of Mammoth Hot Springs is an area called the Hoodoos. And it's an old, um, old uh, extinct um, water geyser from like millions of years ago uh-huh. and uh, I got up on one that was 50 feet high and we were taking uh, Polaroid pictures like snapshot pictures back then in the day and uh, we decided and I guess from what my dad told me I, 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 I love Titanic so I mean I always played like oh going down the ship as the ship is sinking well right. it was a at the top of the um, rock was a slant. So I was like, hey, Dad, catch me. And I I guess the next thing I remember is waking up, and they're, like, trying to keep me down. Well, there were two people from New York that uh, had a cell phone. And bear in mind, there is barely any damn cell service in the park right now right. at all. I because of the laws they have to uh, protect the uh, national parks. But anyway, um, it's, uh, it, they had seltzer. This was dead bear mine in 2002. When I went there in 2020, just, or no, 2019, to film uh, the area where I fell for the news uh, broadcast, mm-hmm. there was no, no fucking cell service whatsoever. And I, 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 on my iPhone at all. No self-service for anybody. 
tell you uh, got down to Mammoth. But uh, anyway, uh, they got cell service, and they had to be a satellite phone. That's all I can say. And they got they got me out of there and took me to uh, a hospital that is in Livingston, Montana, uh, just about 50 miles north of Gardner in Montana. And the doctors there were like, there's nothing much, but there's nothing left we can do. We have to give them to uh, a bigger hospital. So we went to the trauma center in Billings, Montana, mm-hmm. where I underwent emergency head surgery and I have a metal plate. I've had to have three surgeries, more surgeries since then. I had to have a metal, or my, my plate replaced, my, a uh, shunt in my head to train the screen on fluid. Then mm-hmm. Christmas Eve of 2019, I had to be emergency flighted from Bozeman, Montana to Billings because my shunt was malfunctioning. They wanted it fixed. Um, that left me in 2004. I was di- diagnosed. You, you, I, you, say, you say you say uh, you got a little shaky because you were, uh, uh, you say in 2004 you were diagnosed with what now? Epilepsy. Okay, okay. But uh, I haven't had any major seizures since then. So, I mean, I'm, I'm legal to drive and everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Bear in mind, I'm not driving right now. I have a somebody that's driving. Okay. And, uh, okay. And, uh, so it caused so much uh, uh, problems in life that I had to be put in like two group homes, res- residential treatment facilities for children, right. all the way up until I graduated high school. And I've been doing fairly good since then. I haven't gotten into any huge legal troubles besides maybe a DUI, but right. uh, anyway, I uh, get back to what I was getting or talking about with uh, Allie. Uh, she, where was, where were we on that? Uh, well, suicide part or no, I'll tell you exactly where. I'm sorry. It was me who got you all discombobulated because you were right in the middle of telling me that those folks gave you only gave you 24 months of supervised visits, 24 months of unsupervised visits, not allowing you to see your damn daughter leave the state where you live for fucking four years. Um, and you hadn't done anything. And, uh, yeah, you don't have a record. You just got done telling me, which I usually be asking. You got a record or anything like that. You just told me you didn't do nothing but have a, a, a DUI in there. What, what, I mean, and even if, bro, I mean, like, this person's stealing your kids and stuff like that. And I, I don't think you're, you're not a drunk. You already told me you like, like herb and shit like that. And I don't, I don't, there's nothing, you know what I mean? Now, Wyoming trying to hold you to their fucking law. When your kid wasn't, you never were a resident of that state ever. Not only though, but the child was conceived in this, your state you're at. So how does this new resident start getting all this? You know what I mean? Because you, oh, 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 you want to know why? Because you about to take, they're coming over trying to ask, can you take their money out of the state? 
Hell no, nah, they want the money there. They don't. That's the crazy part, man. Like, what about your daughter, bro? Mariah, what yeah, about I, her? You know what I mean? That shit is crazy. They don't care about Mariah. Mariah needs no Ryan though, because Ryan is a large part of Mariah's heartbeat. You know what I mean? He got he. Yeah, and she's not allowed to call me daddy either. It's father, like I'm some sort of rep. Yeah, that shit is unacceptable to me, man. That shit is really unacceptable to me, man. Cause you haven't done anything. You didn't do anything. This person just want to kick it with somebody else. And it, and the crazy part is, is that's a constant theme on this podcast. Somebody want to kick it with somebody else, so they just steal the whole. They take the whole project, and they're like, "All right, now catch me in court, <laughs> right?" And then like. Why? Why should dad have to go through all that? Just be a human being. Let this man see his child, bro. He helped create it. So, all right, man. So here we are. Um, you go. You you end up in court, and then too, man. So what ended up happening? Did you did you didn't break your legs or anything like that? No, I. Uh, uh, what was the question? Sorry. Yeah, you were. I was asking. It. You didn't break your legs. You you your legs were okay when you fell. Oh yeah, I, I, the only thing I broke was my head and my wrist, my right wrist. Okay, and you I were, still have nerve damage, but I can use it like any other person. And you were about 10 years old when you took this fall? Uh, 11. 11. Oh, it happened in four. It happened in 2004, not 2002. You left in oh, two. Oh, no. After, after I had the, yeah. sorry. So you, I've elaborated a little bit more. After I had my shunt put in, yeah. when I had my operation seizure, this would have my third so, head surgery. So look, look, I'm saying that to say this. The reason why I, I, I wanted to get back into that just a tad was because, look, man, listen to how strong you are. You know what I mean? Like, look what you look what you survived, bro. You know what I mean? Look what you fucking survived. Like, if you if you were supposed to go out, you wouldn't have made it. You landed on your head. Now, a good, good friend of mine fell two stories off a roof because he was a roofer. And he tried to fall. He, he was a long, lifelong basketball player. He tried to, like, fall on his feet and shit and tried to freak the system and broke both his legs and his both his ankles. Shattered them shits. So he's been, like, learning to walk again, like, for a long time. So... That's why I asked, and then, like, fucking, like, also, like, a lot of damage, like, that's a lot of damage, but you, you, you also could have died, and, like, you were still here. That must mean he had put you here for something. There's something left to do. There's more work to do. You know what I mean? And we both know what she looks like. You know what I mean? There's a reason somebody, there's a reason somebody doesn't want you to have them. That's because they, there's something there. You know what I mean? Uh, but. Even still, bro, so where are we? Let's get into this. So they give you 24 months supervised visits. You hadn't done anything. You haven't had a fucking... You haven't... You hadn't done anything wrong with the kid because you hadn't had a chance to see the kid. You hadn't motherfucking... You hadn't done anything. No, hadn't been no cases against you. You hadn't fucking done nothing except for... Except for the suicide attempt, right? But that... 
really was like a byproduct of what the fuck was happening when the person ran off with your kid. With, you know what I mean? Boxed you right the fuck out like you weren't a human being. So what happens after these 24 months of supervised visits, these unacalled, these, uh, this, uh, this uncalled for 24 months of supervised visits and 24 months of supervised visits? Uh, unsupervised visits in that state. I get to cater out of state. I can figure it out. Yeah, no, I know. But like, what's been happening since? When did they give you these 24 months? Um, it started when the day the, uh, uh, I had my first, bear in mind, I've only seen her two, three, four times next week for the weekend. Okay, so you just started seeing her again. So this is fairly new. Yep. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I remember um, Yeah, I have 24-hour months of supervised and unsupervised in the um, Star Valley, uh, Wyoming area. And... Uh, I make a 600, almost 600 mile round trip. Try to every month to see my daughter. And other things that are in the parenting plan are I have to do a uh, video chat with our daughter once a week, which I love doing. Mm-hmm. And um, do a phone call conversation with the mother. Um, she has, I have recorded almost every single phone call we've had in the last couple of years. And I can tell you some of them are so despicable that what there's, I don't know if I can, I'm able to play it on here. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, she snarled at me one time and said, you got our daughter sick. She got sick the moment she saw you. And I'm a CN. I I've taken classes and she had me people. It was like she has people that protect her, and I asked her on a recording on the same recording, same thing. With all these people that protect that have to do me. She said six seconds. So sweet. So alright man, so you got these supervised visits. Now what were you saying about somebody what were you saying? What were you last saying there about someone protecting or something, whatnot? Um, she's convinced that people are after her. She's got some sort of mental health problem and uh anyway uh i she's i she said uh people protect her she didn't define who and i said well with all these people that protect you what has that got to do with me she said in this exact tone she said well if you do one thing wrong who knows what's gonna happen and she said, 
went on further to say it more aggressively, don't make a promise you cannot keep. And she said, sign your rights away, which I'm not going to. And when, uh, when she, uh, I finished up with that conversation and I, uh, I saved that recording and everything. And, uh, that kind of abuse continued and continued. I had no lawyer to modify until, uh, this past October. I have legal aid, but it, at this point it's better than nothing. I need a, a lawyer, some lawyer that can get the judge's attention. Anyway, um, fast forwarding to let's see April of 2020. Mm -hmm. I, uh, she sent me a message and said, why didn't you ask me what size of, uh, or what, what size, um, uh, our daughter wore? Cause it, it was her birthday, past mm -hmm. her birthday. And I had sent her everything that was age appropriate and it should have fit her stuff. She could have grew into. She said, yeah, she yeah. said it was, she said it was stupid. And then she went on further to say, well, you need to sign your rights away. I was like, no. And well, she said, well, my sister has a 38 special and she said she has no problem with me. Let me use it on you. What? I immediately, yep. That, that immediately I filed an emergency protection order against her out of Montana. They granted it. And during that year, I didn't, I wasn't able to talk to my daughter because mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't have the money or the means to modify. Mm -hmm. So I, that whole year I missed a gap. Mm -hmm. So, and when, and then when, uh, backtracking, um, she, uh, her lawyer said she was allowed to say, I'm not allowed to see my daughter, um, because I failed a drug test and the marijuana and because it's illegal in their state and because they can use it against me because the case is in their state. Yes, dirty. I am not, and I'm not a fucking resident of their stupid shitty ass state. You're going to go to Wyoming, only visit Teton National Park and Yellowstone National Park. Get the fuck out of there once you're done with that. But, um, the, prote the protection order was finished, and her lawyer said, yeah, just let him see his daughter, whether he fails a drug test or not. So I didn't, I, I still fail it, and I am complying, and then she says, her lawyer says, oh, no, you can't see her because you, of all your failing and all that. Well, what I did is... I was, I got, I wrote her lawyer's ass. I was like, as pursuant to subsection yada, yada, yada of our parenting agreement, it says this word for word. And it even says word for word in our parenting plan, uh, shall not have any unprescribed substances in my system. Yeah. And I, and mine, I have a medical, a actual medical marijuana card hey. so it's not um, and it's hey. not an unprescribed controlled substance hey. so 
Yeah, and so I have that to my advantage, but um, I I've been seeing I saw her Halloween mm-hmm. and once over the summer, and I see her again this week. And last month we had to cancel because she ended up going to Nevada for a while. I. I was pissed about that. And, wait, wait, uh, wait. She broke a court order so she could go to Nevada? No. Uh, her parents had to go to Nevada for some emergency, and Allie had to work, and she had no else to, to watch her daughter, so they went with her, them. And she was sick, but still, I could have saw her. Man, and, all that uh, shit sound like some shit they gotta work out. But that broken court orders is the shit that got Chad Reed shot. I don't, oh yeah, you and, know what I'm saying? Give a fuck about they problems, man. Figure that shit out. Emergency or non-emergency. Emergency, my ass. This man ain't seen his kid. Fuck what's going on in Nevada. His problems right in Wyoming. This man ain't seen his daughter. She's talking about Nevada. Dog, this just recently happened too, bro. These people acting like you're not a human being, bro. That is not y'all kid. She did not buy that from Target. <laughs> it gets worse. It gets worse than uh, threatening to kill me. Man, so she threatens to shoot you with the thirty-eight, or she use her sister's thirty-eight. And did you fuck? Did like? Did you make a police report on her? Oh, I I immediately. Uh, Printed out the uh, text messages, went down to the police station because mm-hmm. I call. I said, "You're crazy." Yeah, like, don't call man. me crazy. Yeah, and she is fucking crazy. Oh, she's so crazy up in here in her head. Yeah, she's yeah, so Oh yeah, and anyway, um, she she the Montana was not buying it. The judge was not buying it whatsoever. Her little charade she was putting on. Um, and unfortunately, I couldn't see her face to face because due to COVID, she had the option to do it over phone or come in in person. So she sat like a little pussy ass bitch in her own house and everything. Yeah. And yeah, and it was granted by the state of Montana. She wasn't happy about that. Said, oh, I did send this. You're trying to set me up. Well, she had a lawyer at that protection order hearing, but I didn't. The, the judge was not happy about at her lawyer because he kept on objecting me and interrupting me. Right. And I guess judge, I guess from what I hear, judges don't like it when somebody that's pro say without a lawyer, uh, keeps on getting um, interrupted and objected. So it was granted. I had two witnesses as well. Um, one, my foster mother, and one of an old good friend of mine. Her name is Shauna. Um, she also helped me through this in the last four years. And without her, too, I couldn't have gone through all of this, too. She's been my friend since high school, 2008. And uh, anyway, um, she told the judge that I she had, she has heard uh, her threatening me and everything, and um, I uh, so the judge was not buying Allie's bullshit, and it was granted. So it was on for one year. So it it expired in May of this year. Mm-hmm. of 2021 mm-hmm. 
and that case is still open because I filed to extend it. Right. Um, the judge, the judge has not closed it out. But however, um, I, I guess due to res judica, I can't use, I, I can't go after her for the same thing I did before. So I can't use this. But there is, uh, like I said, it gets to get, yeah, something else is coming to light. Um, as I said, it gets worse than threatening to kill the other parent. You, what do you think could be worse? Slandering a man that you, slandering a male for one thing you never slander a male for. Oh, she, she said, oh yeah, yeah, hold on. She said on the night, she said this in October, she said, well, you raped me. On the night of conception, you drugged me and raped me. And I, I was like, what the hell? She was like, I have the evidence. I was like, what fucking evidence? Huh? What goddamn evidence do you have that I raped you? Oh, yeah. You, yeah. you, you know goddamn well I never fucking raped you. You know what that and is? I, I, a silver bullet. Yeah. Anything to fucking just, anything to just, you know what I mean? It's a silver bullet, man. Just fake shit, made up shit, bro. Just made up shit to tarnish your record and to stain up your nice white shirt. Just motherfucking anything to tarnish your reputation because, bro, you don't, you haven't done anything wrong. Plus, this lady sounds super crazy, bro. I won't lie to you, Ryan. She sounds kind of crazy, bro. You know what I mean? Oh, she is. She's but like, a psych. It's narcissism. It's narcissism. She, her whole family's narcissistic. And I should have listened to her when we first started dating. She said she is toxic. Are you sure you want to date me? I was like, at that time, I was like, sure, why not? I mean, we could, nothing seemed out of the ordinary at that time. We got along. We were, we're like talking just like you and I are. Right, like, as, right, right. And, uh, but we dated for a few months and she just, I guess from what I hear, she would just push me away and I'm thinking she was seeing another man as well. Oh yeah, and, that's what I'm thinking too, yeah, bro, because that's how, yeah, I, you and, know what I mean? That's how I go. But like still, regardless of the case, that doesn't mean you can fucking steal this man kid, man. You did not get this kid from Target. That's what it is. You didn't get, you did not get Mariah from Target. It's not what it is. It came from Ryan. You know what I mean? You can't yeah, just steal his property because you don't like him no more. It don't work like that. This is a real human involved. You got to be an adult. All these moms got to be adults. But go ahead. Anyway, so I told her that I said, you know, I goddamn well that never happened because at that fake ass stalking order of protection hearing, mm -hmm. you, your lawyer asked you if I ever laid a hand on you or ever raped you. You said no uh -oh. under oath. And and she said, I said, then why did you say yes? Because I was standing 50 feet away from you and there was an officer between us both. And she said, I was scared. She did the like, poor me. Oh, feel sorry for me. I'm yeah. a poor little quiet baby little bitch. And uh, the judge bought it, but bought her little facade. However... Um, what? I asked her why I, I, and, and I asked her, and I told her this and, and then I said, if you have the, I said, are you scared now? She said, no. And this is back in October. And I was like, well, if you have the evidence and you're not scared, then why don't you go to the police? What the hell am I still doing free? Like literally. And three years after the fact, I mean, it would, they would. Bozeman, from Montana, would 
tend to not believe her because you don't come out, you uh, you don't automatically become unscared of your rapist. I've been raped before, and I am I do not want to see. I am scared of this person that did it to me. It was back in the nineties when I was right. like eight or nine. Right. But and it took me twenty years to tell one goddamn soul that that happened to me. Right. And it, and. I didn't even tell anybody in my family because the day my mom died was the day that I that died that I was never going to tell anybody. But it took me 20 years to tell my best friend, Shauna, then my aunt, then my cousin. I'm never telling my dad. And anyway, I went and and she didn't have anything to say to it, like to the Mm -hmm. fact that what the hell am I still doing free? What evidence do you have? Well, Mm -hmm. I, I called her and before I hung up on her, I said, you're nothing but a evil, sorry ass, low life piece of shit who's going to hell, mm-hmm. you, who will never amount, and your mom is right, you will never amount to anything. <laughs> you will be a fuck up. Yeah. And I said, I, I laid into her, I said, I'll see you in hell. Fuck you. And I hung up on her. Mm-hmm. And that and that immediately I I was like shocked, scared and frightened of what was going to happen and it's like when I'm frightened and scared every time I go to Wyoming because I do not know what's going to happen yeah. like ever since she's threatened to shoot me with a gun, I'm always packing my piece when I go down there hey, and, listen to yeah, me and, I've been getting, getting threatened killed bro for a very long time, my child's mother has had a warrant, my, my listeners know my child's mother has had a warrant bro since 2018 bro you know we go to court in the same county where she has a warrant in the same building, you've probably been you know what I mean, I'm telling you bro, listen bro, they don't arrest her bro, I swear She's got no, the same no. warrant for threatening to kill me and the kids so, uh, since 18. I ain't worried about me because it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, shit, it is what it is, man. You want to give me a shot, bro? It is what it is. But, like, God got me, though. Ain't no weapon formed against me shall prosper. The same for you. Yeah, and I'm not going down without a fight, though. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, if so. that's going to happen, if you're going to shoot me and I'm going to pull out my piece, we're going to be some shot up motherfuckers. No, ah, no, I hear you, but I'm still. You can have a hammer and still and still and still and still stand on no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Even while you got a hammer. You know what I mean? But yeah, man, yeah. just God, he do love you though, man. Or he, he keeping you around for a reason. You know what I mean? So so yeah. so so then what happens, man? So so cause you kinda spook every time you gotta go to Wyoming and shit, cause she says she'll shoot you. You know what I mean? Yeah. The police ain't press charges, I'm guessing, right? Uh, because it was out of state and it didn't happen because of Montana's jurisdiction laws, it has to be found within the state of Montana. So that's a federal crime at that point. And, um, I didn't really feel like going through all that bullshit because I've been dealing with the courts and everything. I'm just yeah. done dealing with all that. Yeah, and so anyway, and I, I respect the constitution and I respect that Montana uh, the state did what it needed to do, mm-hmm. but uh, as for the slander, uh, getting back to what I was saying about that, I that was a Saturday night, mm-hmm. and I 
And I was always going to church and everything in high school, but once I moved back to Bozeman in 2010, 2011, I just kind of stopped. But that very next day, I needed some sort of more happiness and positivity in my life. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, almost every Sunday, I've been going to church. And that following day, and I, I just... I went to Bible studies at 6.30 in the morning on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't do that now because I work late on Tuesday nights, and it's just killing me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, uh, and so fast-forwarding to... So you're in the Word. You're, you're in the Word. You got a relationship with God is what you're telling me. You, you, you're close to Jesus. You're you in the Word. Oh, yeah. Duh. The battle's won. Well, look at that, man. It's like, I see, all right, okay, okay. That's half the battle. This shit, oh, we on the flow. Okay. That's great news. So go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. So you've been... Oh, it's all right. Go ahead. And I think it was... I was looking on uh, line one day, like, verses on... Um, um, I forget it was on. I was like looking up on the internet, and I come across the first that uh, I think it was Mark three fifteen, and it was talking about uh, one day like evil people's like uh, doings will come to light, and it is better to suffer for the good until that time. Well, at that time, all at the same time. I finally applied for, again, for legal aid in Wyoming and finally got a lawyer and explained it to her and everything. And now at this point in time, there's a modification opening or petitioning to uh, petition to take custody of my child from her. Uh, I was just going to shoot for primary, you know, like 50-50, but I had primary custody. But my lawyer was like, nope, she put it on there. For sole physical pro- or physical mm-hmm. custody. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I agree. You you start from the top. You ask from you and like you ask for the world, mm-hmm. and then you work from there. Mm-hmm. And and you just and I'm asking for the world right now. You start from the top. You can only work down from there. Mm-hmm. And I I will I'll do mediation again, but she's paying for it. I am not paying a damn dime for mediation. It didn't work the first time, and she wants to pull all this bullshit. That's a, that, that's just a damn consequence. Ryan, what the fuck is left to mediate? I know. Uh, with the new modification, modif- Ain't no. modifying and modifying and everything, um, because what was it about a month ago she told me her and her new fiance she's only known for like five months and they're already engaged and she got him around your daughter yeah and bear in mind on Halloween day they were sitting out we were at a Dairy Queen eating and they were sitting she was sitting on his lap picking at him and feeding each other up and uh, making out in front of me and our three year old daughter I ignored it but you know that picture you see of her with me on my profile picture? At yep. that exact moment, across from me, they're doing that shit. You see that any of those pictures on there with me? That exact goddamn moment. And anyway, uh, man, yeah, she got your eyes, brother. 
Yeah, and she's moving down. She said she's moving down to Utah with her new boy or fiance because she wants to start a new life, wants to start a new family, and transfer her out of the area where she's living. And I was like, hell no. I, I told my lawyer, and she added that into the uh, modification. Well, I asked her, I tried to be civil one last time. I said, can you ask your lawyer if we can modify but do another stipulated agreement on modifying? Because it says if any parent moves more than 200 miles away, it has to be modified. And I looked from her exact location to the city limits of Ogden. And it's 198 fucking miles. But still, I mean, she could move on the other side of Ogden, which could be an extra 10 miles. She said, her lawyer said, no, it's going to work how it is right now. So, yeah, and it's it's unworkable. I am not going to drive 12 fucking hundred miles every month. There's no way. I'll do it if I have to, but I mean, that's going to kill my car after a while. No, man, because what's happening is we got the court picking on you. We got the lady picking on you. No. And then who, who, who? This little girl doesn't have even have a chance to know who you are, bro. Know your people. She doesn't get a chance to know your story. She doesn't get a chance to whatever, 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 like, whatever it is that God has on, like, in your spirit that you're putting out into the world that he kept you around for when you didn't fall. There's no way you took a little kid, bro. You're 11. There's no way a little kid falls off of a fucking huge rock, 50 feet rock. And then God doesn't take him. He keeps him around for a reason. He spared you for a reason. Something's here. There's something here. You fell on your head. Something's here. You know what I mean? Something's here. Yeah, that little girl needs like, to get that from you. You know what I mean? Like, bro, she's yeah, riding that. When I overdosed before, I, uh, my, uh, I guess from what I hear, I had to be resuscitated. Mm-hmm. And I was put in, after that, put into a medical-induced coma. So I survived that for a goddamn reason, too. Mm-hmm. So, and anyway, when she, uh, in November... Was it October, November? Hold on, sorry. It was yeah. It was October. Mm-hmm. It was October. She went down to uh, she went um, down to Utah for job training. Two weeks. Mm-hmm. During that time, she said she was raped. Well, at our um, visitation hearing, uh, at our visitation the weekend of Halloween, I took it upon myself to be a caring person still. <laughs> and tell her, yeah, tell her father. But instead of, and I, I was like, maybe I shouldn't tell her father because it might blow back in my face, which exactly it fucking did. Because his response to that was, well, you clinically raped her the night of conception. I was like, what the? F-? Like, and even the f- whole fucking family hates my ass. Like, literally, like. If any of them die tomorrow, I mean, yes, I would feel guilty that they died, like, bad, but at the same time, there's a part of me that isn't really going to give a flying, or crouching tiger flying fuck if they do. So, I mean, <laughs> it, 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 it bothers me that there's so much hate in this world. 
like threatened to kill another parent, you and I uh, experienced the same damn thing mm -hmm. and protection orders and everything. You gotta be filled with so much hate and anger and to have that much or to say that and feel that towards somebody. Mm. You have to have a lot of hate and anger and dislike for the world itself. Because why, how do you, how do you think all these mass shootings happen? They have so much hate for the world. Mm -hmm. Like, they, I, I, like the guy in, in Oakland last week. Mm -hmm. Like, in, like, he, mm -hmm. he, that 15 year old, you could tell from his mugshot picture, he had so much hate for the world. Mm -hmm. You have to have so much hate for the world to pull the trigger on somebody without uh, justification. Come and see my badge, bro. Motherfucker. This motherfucker dumbass. Why would you shoot the fucking school up, dog? That shit was some dumbass shit. I will not lie. And you know, I've been thinking no, about doing a podcast do. about it because that's my community. You feel me? Not that community yeah. in general, but the county. You feel me? So it's like, damn, yeah. man. I, I, I frequent, I do business there. You feel me? So I've Is been that thinking. Next to Dwayne County? Next to Dwayne? I never heard of Dwayne. It's or, I mean, uh, Wayne County, yeah, Wayne, yep, Wayne, Wayne, Wayne yeah. not Dwayne County, yep, sorry, Wayne, Wayne County, County, yep, it's, it's, it's not next to Wayne County, really, it's in between, it's, it's, it, it, uh, Macomb County is after Wayne County, then comes Oakland, like that. Oh, heck yeah, is that, uh, and then you go a little bit further north, and you start getting into Lansing, and then you get to GR, mm, I yeah. think. Yep, you got Gen Genesee. Genesee would be in there, like Flint. You know what I'm saying? Comes after uh, yeah. Oakland. It's Livingston in there oh, too. Livingston. Hell yeah! There's a Livingston, Michigan. <laughs> yeah, Livingston County. Yep. Hell yeah! Oh, Livingston County. Yep. So yeah, man. So all right, man. So now you got something though. She she got a lot on her. So when's your next court date? Uh. I have to sign the modification and fax it back to my, or scan it in and send it back to my lawyer. So I, I would, I wish that I could get her served before Christmas. So I could say, Merry Christmas, you fucking useless piece of shit. <laughs> right. I feel and, that, bro. But yet again, after the new year, might feel the same way because Happy New Year. No, <laughs> <laughs> right. man, Happy you new right. year. Do you have any news? Here's, I'd be like, here's my New Year's resolution. Right, nah, man, for real. Start your start your year off right. Here you go. Hot off the press, like you know. But the thing is, man, is that you missed a whole lot of time. And what I'm what I'm hearing, I hear a lot of dads out there, man. They real merciful about it, and you merciful too. You sound Sorry. like you. You sound like you not you not you don't have too too much hate in your heart for real. I mean, considering your life has been threatened and uh, you never had a chance to ever spend quality time with your daughter. You still don't have that much fucking hate in your heart. You was just giving this person chances, just like recently, to be cool. You know what I mean. So, I think yeah. you're doing great, man. And I don't want you to be hard on yourself. I think you've been doing great, man. I think you, I think, shit, we got to keep you chugging. Because, actually, I think your daughter's going to be with you pretty soon. You know? Because how does this lady get off just getting some new fucking dude randomly and got him around your daughter and you doing all that? Now, yeah, and today, 
like on our video chat before I do it before church and most of the time I do it in the sanctuary before mm-hmm. church and before everybody groups up and uh, I church starts at 1030 but and I she I was like well daddy will see you next weekend uh, weather permitting and I was like all right and she was like daddy Zach or Zach is my regular daddy that fucking hit home and that was t- this morning that was this morning mm. at 10 a.m she said that to me i was i i had to mute the i had to mute the uh mic just to save a few verbal i was like you gotta be fucking kidding me god mm-hmm. damn it i'm so fucking over this shit mm-hmm. and I I get her stu- stuff, you know, like when I went down there and uh, over the summer to see her, I got her some clothes and uh, she likes Disney and Minnie, Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse. Well, I got her a talking Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse set that they talk to each other. Well, a few weeks ago, I asked Allie if she's playing with them. She's like, nope, she played with them that one day and now they're just in the corner collecting dust. All right, what about the clothes? Well, she doesn't want to try them on. And I'm like thinking to myself, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like you you ask her if she wants to try them on. She says, no, that's bullshit. Like, like seriously, that's some hyped up, clapped up, high class, first class bullshit. I mean, she's three years old. Now you said yeah. high class. Is she, is this, is this person, are they, is, this com- is she coming from a wealthy family, bro? Yeah. Okay. Okay. But she's full of so much bullshit, like high class, high quality bullshit, like hospital tested, clinically proven bullshit. Yeah. World class designer bullshit, but bullshit nonetheless. Nah, but- I believe you, bro. I, something's going on up there. You know what I mean? And this motherfucker, I don't give a fuck. How much money her people have? Shouldn't be allowed to be talking about shooting. Shouldn't no human being be allowed to just tell another motherfucker they gonna shoot him. Cause that's a pretty serious thing to say. You can say a lot of things. That's a pretty serious thing to say. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, well damn. That's what it is. You know what I mean? That's where we at with it. Cause I feel like, you know what I mean? Like, cause now every time you drive into Wyoming, you got this fucking cloud over you because you thinking and you looking over your shoulder. Now, here's the thing. Did she tell you she was going to get you shot before that visit with your daughter? Oh, that was after. Um, that was, uh, she threatened to shoot me in August. I mean, not August, April of 2020. So this was like oh. a couple of months after COVID hit. And then I placed that protection order on her. So you were at the Dairy Queen across, sitting across from her after she damn threatened to get you shot. Yeah, after the year of the protection order that expired. Yep. So yep. she did this. She would this happen at the Dairy Queen in Jackson, Wyoming on Halloween of this year. Um, so I can be near each other again and have contact since the protection order expired. 
But I with uh, this, I have talked to an attorney in Montana, and it is a slander. So I'm trying to get an attorney here in Montana so I can file a uh, civil suit against her for criminal defamation. Also, I might be able by Montana code annotated uh, for intimidation, might might be able to extend that protection order because intimidation under Montana code for the qualifications for a protection order intimidation is one of them so mm -hmm. i am going to she needs to learn mm -hmm. like she needs a few days in jail when she needs longer than that but hey man <laughs> nobody shouldn't get to bully you just because they think you could be bullied you know what i mean you don't yeah. just you don't just see somebody and be like ah nah i'm gonna just pick on them you can't do that bro you can't do that it don't matter if she had a change of heart along the way. You don't do that. You treat people like people and you see it through. You know what I'm saying? You don't treat people how you want to treat them till you find something to that ain't how it go. You still got to treat humans like humans. You know what I mean? And this here, man, if she didn't know, she didn't want to have a kid with you, bro, she shouldn't have been laying down risking. Every time we lay down and have sex with somebody, we risking something. We're risking that. We're risking that. Take a chance that a child could be conceived. We procreating without protection. And both parties is there. They both responsible for the for the action. You know what I mean? They both there. She can't just make up later on. Oh, this is a story happened. When all a bunch of random shit fucking just she's saying a bunch of random stuff. But there's been insinuations on, on your life, man. And that I think that should but it doesn't sound like this fucking Wyoming court is gonna care about that. They didn't care about it, it sound like. You know what I mean? Because that happened in 2020. It sound like these motherfuckers care. Nope, I even tried to file contempt against her myself. The judge was like, oh, she threatened you to shoot you with a gun. And I, with my new lawyer, I, I dismissed it without prejudice so I can come back at her again. Well, I'm going back at her again, but this time I'm doing contempt and modifying. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to stop and I'm going to be relentless. I'm going to be like Columbo. And <laughs> right. I, the day my mom died and how she died made me real, a, a strong person too. That mm -hmm. day, I, I, that day, after that day, it, I, I had to start fending for myself kind of. How she passed? She attempted suicide, or not attempted suicide, she Committed suicide in 2002. Um, I came home from school and my foster, not my foster, my stepdad and I uh, found her in the garage. She had hung herself. Um, and I was 11. It was the same year my grandmother died three months later. And that's why I came out here. And I was in the same house when my grandmother died. Then two months later, my uh, head injury happened. Oh, hell, man, that is crazy, man. See, and listen, man. That's why, dog. You gotta keep weak, dog. Let me tell you what you' about to do, brother. You' about to turn this motherfucker around, man. There's a generational curse going on, and you know what I'm saying. In some of our families, suicide has been in my family. 
You know what I mean? But at somewhere, it's gotta fucking put us, we gotta put our foot down and motherfucking drive it out to make sure that Mariah don't never think, you know what I'm saying? It's always straight and narrow. You know what I mean? We as fathers, we got an obligation. Now this lady is whacked out. Now her parents and her people have the money. Don't ask you out the picture. You ain't do nothing wrong. You ain't commit no crimes for real. A DUI for real. You ain't, you wasn't, you wasn't with your kid because you ain't seen your kid. I wouldn't have been even, I would have no time to drink or drive nowhere. If you let me see my kid, I'm fucked up. You know what I mean? I want to see my kid. Now, I am super, super against drinking and driving. But what the fuck ever, bro. I'll just do that out there because I'm saying, like, I don't want folks to think like I'm condoning that. I'm just saying, like, motherfucking, I don't got to agree with you on every single thing. But shit, I agree with you on this. You should be with your kid, bro. Your daughter, man, needs you, bro. I looked at your profile picture. Uh, this man's profile picture, he has what? A couple pictures maybe total with his daughter. His profile picture, these folks is ki- uh, across taunting him, messing with him. This might have been the first picture he ever had with his daughter, man. That's that's ridiculous. Considering 21 dads a week commit suicide over child access issues, and me and you have talked a lot about suicide today. That's why it's crazy, man. You found your mom hanging. There's somebody in my family who found, you know what I mean? This is the real thing, bro. And I'll just go ahead and say it, bro. Listen, man, my mom's, my mom's mom found her dad hanging. You know what I'm saying? That was my great-grandfather. You feel me? So like, so, 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 but, but the reason why is because like, you know, she was a, she was a, uh, he, she was a cheater. So like he, he, he found out like that. And then she, and then his little, his favorite daughter told him, that's how he found out. Cause she told him and then motherfucking, she go up there to get him one day for dinner and he hanging like that. You know what I mean? So this shit can't take you out the game. And it can't take nobody out the game. We finna fight this shit back. The spirit of suicide, we finna drive that bitch right back down the hill where it go. And I'm glad you go to church because we've been cussing a whole lot. I bet people probably wonder how he cusses, these folks cussing, and they love God. He still love God. And none of them words we be saying ever anywhere in any of the scripture we read, man. These is words made up after. You know what I mean? He ain't tell me not to say nothing in there. You know what I mean? If I... People are saying, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's crazy to me, but it's like, you can still love God and still make mistakes. God knew who I was going to be way before. He know where I'm at in my walk now. Where are we coming from? Me and Ryan. But the thing is, you know what I mean? Ryan needs to see his kid. The fact that this man hasn't seen his kid, he has to drive 600 miles round trip to, to, to see her. And then, and then, and then, and then, how long are these visits? Each visit, Ryan, we didn't get a chance to even say that. So, uh, three hours or four hours each visit. So one week in a month, four hours Saturday, four hours Sunday. So you got to stay the night there. Yeah. I'm saying though, a motherfucker said they was gonna shoot you. Is she from? She must be from Wyoming, then, huh? Yeah. The motherfuckers say they gonna shoot you. You come into their territory, they turf. You gotta stay the night. You know what I mean? You're at you you you. You're, you're limited, bro. You're in the corner. You're back in the corner, bro. That shit is cr- that, that shit. That shit is crazy, man. So listen, uh, we covered a lot of ground today, man. Uh. 
But I think a lot can be learned through your story because, um, well, to be honest, bro, uh, we talked, we covered, we covered mental health a lot. You know what I mean? There's a lot of yeah, shit that Wyoming, you. And may I add, Wyoming is like the second to third last state to uh, give a shit about mental health. They're low on the very low at the bottom of the list at. Uh, um, taking care of mental health or paying any attention so may i mind you they didn't pay any attention to when i uh, attempted suicide a few years ago right. so in a way i guess that kind of worked on my behalf but yet again i don't like it right nah man that and that's and that's something man if there's any dads out there too man and that's something i want to say out there hearing this man and this is hitting home like i want what i want you to do man is uh you know, don't hesitate to reach out for help. You know what I mean? Uh, but mostly hang in there because we, if Ryan would have been successful the first time he attempted, uh, I'm sorry, the, yeah, when he reviewed it, when he attempted suicide, I'm gonna tell you what, what, we wouldn't be having this conversation, number one. For two, the picture he has right now on his Facebook would be something different. It wouldn't be him and his daughter side by side. She would have never seen him. Now, right now, she's calling some other bozo her dad because she doesn't know because she's confused. She's been brainwashed. She has no idea who she is. How can she know who she is when she's never seen Ryan? She's never seen how he goes about his regular day. She's never seen Brian. She's never seen Ryan eat breakfast. She's never seen him eat dinner. Really? I mean, maybe while they're out. She's never seen Ryan like, she's never seen Ryan like at his regular house in his regular comfort zone ever. She's never been to Yellowstone Park with Ryan ever. She's never done anything he likes to do ever. You know what I mean? So it's just, man, that shit is bothersome. I won't lie to you, man, because man, you deserve to be around your kids, bro. You haven't done anything. You haven't committed any crime, you know? Um, and everybody, everybody is well out here has a fucking DUI. So I mean, they're not uncommon, but I'm not proud of it. I'm stupid, but yeah. I, I, if you're gonna yeah. do it, you're gonna get arrested and you're gonna go to jail. That's just how it is. Yeah, I, you know, and, you said one. You didn't have five of them, so you're not like you know. You didn't, you know. Uh, you, <laughs> you did? You got five of them? <laughs> no, two. Okay. Okay. So listen. That's just why, because I, I, nothing wrong with being, nothing wrong with us, with us chopping it up. And if you have two DUIs, it is what it is. But fucking, I'm saying, bro, you've been in a really fucked up state. And I'm not here really to make excuses for you or anything like that. But like, your kid got kidnapped. You know what I mean? What's the nat what's the normal reaction for a human being's kid getting kidnapped? Now, did you see the Chad Reed situation? The what? Chad Reed, he got shot on the porch trying to pick his son up. Oh yeah, in the uh, in Texas. Yeah, how you um, how'd you feel about that? Yeah. Did you think it was premeditated um, or do you think that was like a spur of the moment thing? All I gotta say is that freaking redneck that shot him needs to go to prison because he had no fucking justify justification he was trying to take the gun out of his hand because he was ha pointing it at him for no goddamn reason the guy said get off my property he was like no i'm picking up i get phone get shot 
Yeah, no, nah, pretty much so. But you in know, in front of their own kid. Well, the in kid, front of their own kid, like, and he well, was like, the, all like, oh, he tried to kill me. I'm like, dude. Yeah, well, the the the. Did you get a chance to look at the mom? Uh, she was in the white shirt. Did you see her on the in the video? Yeah, she didn't even look phased by him getting shot. Dog, that was the most remarkable part, wasn't it, bro? She was in. She the video started and she was already out of the line of fire. You know what I mean? Like, what in the shit is that? You already out the way, and, and then yeah. The craziest part, too, also, when he tries to shoot, dog, he wanted to shoot him so bad that he was willing to shoot towards his own fucking house with his own people in it just to hit this dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you trusted your shot. I'm glad you a good shot. But, bro, you shot towards your own crib, bro. You wasn't on the porch shooting that way. You shot towards your own crib to hit this man. You want you wanted to hit him that bad. You know what I mean? But then it was also strange because, again, I've been telling this to the guests. He got shot, and then the mom just kind of, she squatted down and took his video. She didn't, like, scream, or she didn't rush to give him no aid. So that was real strange to me, too. So, uh, and I think, you know what I mean? I'm, we're talking about this because, again, bro, we're this person mentioned killing you. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you're Ryan, but at the same time, bro, that's, we're Chad Reed, bro. You know what I'm saying? We are. Because, fucking, you trying to, you trying to be a part of your child's life the same way the fuck I am. And these folks talking about killing us for what? We're trying to be dads. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So, look, man, uh, you, what's been your biggest takeaway from all of this? From all this I've dealt with. Yep, yep. My biggest takeaway. Yep. Give me a second to think about that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Patience. Man. Nah, you Patience. Good. Nah, you good, man. This is this is Patience is what I've learned from all this. Oh, I thought you was telling me to be patient. No, I hear you, though, man. I feel you. Damn, uh, I think that's a great thing, man, because, dog, when you want to see your kid today, you don't know when the hell it's going to happen. You kind of just got to sit back. Uh, And then if you could say something to a dad out there who heard your story and he everything you said was spot on and he can relate to you way more than he can relate to me. What would what would your advice be to him, man? Never give up. Keep being patient. As much as you f- may fear for your child's life or even your own, or even if you still have feelings for the baby mama, if there's no love there, do not pursue that. Um, but don't stop fighting for your child whatsoever, no matter what. If they threaten to kill you, because I said to my baby mama it's worth me getting shot coming down to see my daughter <laughs> right. so and i said that that was what i one of my responses in that message when she's threatened me mm-hmm. so i i i'm not even fucking around mm-hmm. and if i get killed i get killed and later in life mariah will know who the real monster was mm-hmm. and then if you could say something to a mom out there well before we get into that 
Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll go ahead and knock that one out. If we could say something to a mom out there alienating a child from her mother, uh, I'm sorry, alienating a child from a willing father who wants to be a father, uh, what would you say to her? You're the lowest scum on earth, and you don't deserve to ever have kids or re or reproduce at any time. You don't deserve love in your life, and you're a useless piece of shit. Because if you're going to be that narcissist, narcissistic, then you you just need to give up your rights and give or give the child to the father. Mm-hmm. You have no, uh, you have in my mind have no rights mm-hmm. because the, the, you may play little crybaby little bitch in the court, but you will reap what you sow. Mm-hmm. I believe me, you will. I guarantee that. And then and then so. Uh, and then so lastly, well, we have two more here. This last one here, uh, Siri. Uh, so listen, listen. A father out there who's contemplating suicide, man, and he's in a tight corner, man. Um, what advice would you give him? I would say reach out to all. Uh, reach out and file all the petitions that you can and try to get a lawyer, even legal aid. Every state has legal aid. It keep, and it took me three and a half, almost four years of applying with them. And after she, the slander of the rape, that's where they, I decided to help. Because I think that once I told them that at the application, when I put that on my application, I think that was enough. Like this guy has been doing this for four years. And he's got this being splendid. Yeah, he needs someone. That's oh, what I picked. You were talking on. You were talking on just getting an attorney. I was saying if if it, there's a dad out there uh, contemplating suicide, what would you say to him? Oh, oh sorry. No, you're sorry. good, man. I think that was good advice too. That's why I just let you keep going. Yep. Cause I was like, wait, whatever right. he says, we'll let him finish. So, cause they'll pick up on it. But yeah, if, if there's All a dad right. out there contemplating suicide, what would you say to him? Don't do it. Mm-hmm think of your child that's what stopped me that's what changed my mind that's what got me uh not uh in that mode of thinking i was like i'm gonna be a daddy she's going to want her daddy mm-hmm. and he, and she you want to hear the words i love you not i hate you mm-hmm. don't give the mother an inch to use against you such as mental health because some courts in some states will take that into consideration mm-hmm. like Michigan does I know that for a damn fact mm-hmm. um, Montana does um, it and if you're contemplating suicide or have your plan premeditated and all planned stop and stop and think and maybe Go to bed and maybe and think about it for the night. And maybe when you wake up in the morning, you might not feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And and get and reach out to help. Like I did that seventy-two-hour war hold, and it helped. Mm-hmm. And I even exceed I exceeded it, and I even got further help. I even drove a hundred and over a hundred and fifty miles to to get more help. Right after I was released, I went to a place in Billings, Montana, mm-hmm. where I was for another three days. 
So, I mean... Just trying to get better, yeah. Uh, and I did that on my own, mm-hmm. of course. I didn't do it on the state because if I would have refused to go on the word hold, uh, the 72R one, they were force me, forcing me to get on. I would have, uh, their next step is to uh, get a court ordered uh, commitment to the Montana State Hospital in Warm Springs, Montana. And that's a 30, that's a 90 day commitment by court. Yep. Goodness gracious, man. I, I, yep, you know, I this is an important topic, man. You know what I mean? This is a really fucking important topic, man, because this lady playing with you drove you. You know what I mean? This shit is... Dog, this shit is crazy, man. This shit is crazy, man. I, this shit is crazy, but it's like, bro, this is really do, eating these dads up. You know what I mean? It hurts my heart to know that you had to go through that, but... I know that, like, moving forward, there's a lot of dads on here that contemplate suicide. I talk to a dad, man, all the time. He's hit me, hit me up the last couple of nights. And I'll talk to him for as long as fuck he got to talk to him for. Because you know what? I don't know. I don't necessarily know where he at mentally. So I'm with him. Whatever you need, bro. I'll help you. You know what I'm saying? You need somebody to talk to about your case. Just like I say, I tell dads on here, fucking hit up my, you can hit, my line is open. I, I'm, I'm open to talk to folks. If someone out there wants to talk directly to Ryan, man, let me know. Shoot me your number. I'll shoot it over to him. Before we wrap this up, Ryan, the last question was this, man. You don't really get much time to talk to your daughter much, um, spend much too much quality time with her, and I understand that. Um, but I, 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 I'm I, going to speak this into existence because I know this is what's about to happen if you focus and put your mind on it. But listening to you, bro, you sound pretty upset like someone took your property and you're about to go get it back, especially when they don't deserve to have it. So I believe you'll have your daughter in your care at some point here soon um, because I'm just, I feel it in my soul, and I'm going to speak it into existence. This person sounds a little crazy. So, um, look, bro, if you could say something to your daughter on this podcast, because I believe technology is sticks around, what would you leave her with? Mariah? Yeah, yeah. Your what? dad loves you. Mariah, daddy loves you. He's never given up on you. He's fought for years with, an impossi- with your impossible mother. But whatever you do, don't say... I hate you to either me or your mother because your mother loves you too at, at some point. I mean, because also I don't think a mother that does this kind of thing actually shows much love for their child. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. But don't ever let that affect how you feel about me. And I, but I'll let you make your own decision. You're your own human being. You are, you will be, or are an adult, and you make your own decisions in life. And don't let anybody ever think make you feel less than what you are actually worth. Mm-hmm. Don't ever let anybody make you feel less than what you're actually worth. Mm-hmm. And I ain't going to lie, man, I, I, I truly do believe that your daughter will be in your care. Um, I, 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 I'm 
I'm, I'm pretty confident in you, man. I understand you've been through a lot, but like, there's a reason God kept you around. And if that's that little girl whose eyes look the same as your eyes, bro, then maybe that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you gotta go yeah. get. Maybe you gotta go get those eyes. I know you see her when you look at her. You see yourself. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, so, she looks just like me. Dog, she looks just like you, bro. Just like you. That's why you gotta go get your property back. This this little girl's she's just like my daughter's just like me. You know what I mean? She's just like me, man. Just like me. I'm telling you, bruh, you gotta go get her back. I know you about to do it, man. I got a lot of faith and confidence in you. Listen, we're friends now. There's no way we could have just talked for two hours uh and not be friends or comrades. My line is open. Anytime, if you want to call me, call me. Uh, you can shoot message to me on Messenger, whatever, man. Um, whoever you're with, man, make sure you tell them I appreciate them. We all appreciate them because you just helped somebody today. We covered a lot of ground. Um, we appreciate them taking the time out, man. We appreciate you taking the time out. Uh, and man, thank you, man. Um, and my uh, coworker Adam here, he's been sitting here for two hours. You wanna? You can say hi. Anyway, uh. We actually pulled over because it was to finish this, and uh, it is it was snowing pretty damn badly. Hey Adam, we appreciate you, man. It, it means a lot, man. We we I know it seems it seems crazy we're podcasting and shit, but the reality is there's dads out there, and and that's that what I said just a second ago is the truth. It really is. Dads hit me up, just hit this. You know they're going through a lot mentally, man. So what we just did now, just talking. Hearing Ryan talk and hearing Ryan talk about this thing, I really believe it, it can help some of them. Cause I sound different than how Ryan sounds. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, man, that's the hope of this thing, man. We just want to keep hope alive. I We appreciate you guys. And, uh, man, Ryan, keep your head super held high. And, uh, shit, attack this thing full speed. The score is 0-0, zero, zero, man. Don't look at the scoreboard. Call me anytime, day or night. My line is open, brother. Text me, call me, or shoot me a message, whatever, man. Add me as a friend on Facebook. We're friends, man, and we're locked in, man. I appreciate you. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Thank you for uh, the podcast and everybody. I wish you luck in your fight. Um, I will put it out there that are some fathers out there that are the same as others as well, but it's very far few in between. And if you are one of those people, please, please let the other parent, please be civil. But mothers, even more for the mothers out there, a, a child has got to have their, a child has got to have their dad. Yeah. They need their dad any more than they need their mom. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, but you will eventually hear the words from your kids one day, I hate you. <laughs> and once they say that to you, you'll probably wake up real quick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's all I say about that yeah man well listen man we appreciate you man and i i i, I look forward to uh for the for, for the rest of our interactions man I, you'll be hearing from me on facebook i'll be i'll be liking your posts and stuff like that man and keeping up with you hey man when you get your daughter back or when you make some progress man let me know we'll shoot another episode or something i'm always here brother just let me know drive safe all right make sure you all put your seatbelts on oh they are we're 30, uh, miles out, we're 30 miles outside of Great Falls, Montana. Oh, uh, yeah. Drive uh, safe. I will. All right. Thank talk you. to you next time.
so that concludes our interview with Ryan. Um, I think we covered a lot of ground. This person overcame extreme amounts of adversity. Extreme amounts. Found He found his mother hanging in the garage. He did. He was there. He seen it. Then after that, a couple months later, his grandmother passes and he falls off of a, a rock 50 feet onto his head. This human being kept living. He ain't quit. Even when he tried to quit, God said, nah, hell nah. I dropped, you dropped, God, you fell on your head. And I kept you in the game. You, you ain't, get back in the game. Nah, nah. You ever see the best running back in the game trying to come out the game? He call himself out. He, he tapping his helmet, trying to wave someone else in. God stepped in, coach, and waved off. He said, oh, oh, stay in there. You got work to do. You the star player of this thing, brother. And that's where we are. And that's where we are. Dads, we talked a lot about suicide on this podcast today, man. If that's what you're thinking about, there's help out there available. There's people to talk to 24-7. You don't want to talk to me about it? You don't want to talk to KD about it? TheWarriorDad.KyleDavid at gmail.com. That's a helpline you can talk to. That's a dad who's just like me and you. Someone tried to kill him. He, there's been, he didn't talk about suicide, not KD. But Ryan just did. I'm sure he would help and talk to you. Send me your number, man. Instagram. JPBrown.DFM. I'll send it to Ryan. And he'll talk to you. Send it to me on Twitter. OG underscore JPBrown. I'll send it to Ryan. Maybe he'll talk to you. I'm sure he'll talk to you. There's been so many dads on this podcast that talked about suicide. So many. All of them have been down to help. If you don't want to talk to none of us, here's a number for you. 800-273-8255. 800-273-8255. That is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline uh, available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can call them, talk to them anytime if you're feeling. They talk you right down, get you feeling better. Because, man, he said something in there that's powerful. Go to sleep. See if you don't wake up feeling better or different tomorrow. Your child needs you. Listen to what Ryan just said. Not 30-year-old Ryan, 11-year-old Ryan. He walked into the garage and seen his mom hanging. She was gone. 
That memory is forever etched into this human being's brain. Taking your own self out the game is going to leave that same pain, hurt, and confusion with your child. Now, every day we wake up is a blessing. We only got so many of these days when you look at how much time, how long time is and all that. We only got so much time here. Leaving early ain't an option. Y'all, make sure you stay safe. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Let's stay diligent. Get the word out, man. Share the link. Share the link. Share the link. Well, a chance encounter in America's first national park nearly two decades ago changed the course of one man's life. And now he's made it his mission to track down the misconnection that saved him. Rachel Louise Just has this incredible story 17 years in the making. For Ryan Isley, every day starts with a journey back in time. long for him to turn a gas station off the interstate into his own one night only performance. Despite being born in the early 90s, it's the blasts from the past that speak to him the most. No, the first song I remember ever hearing is this song, and my mom played it for me. Ryan lives each shift and each song like it's his last because he knows how quickly it can all fall apart. September 28, 2002. The day everything changed for spunky 11-year-old Ryan Isley. The towering steeple-like rocks known as the Hoodoos, just south of Mammoth Hot Springs in Yellowstone National Park, still new and wonderful to Ryan. The preteen had only moved to Gardner, Montana from his home in Michigan three months earlier, joining his father, Art, following the sudden death of his mom and grandmother. Nothing about the day particularly stood out. Oh, it was a Saturday. We started out a uh, crock pot full of vegetable soup, hiking around like we're doing now. This is the rock right up here he fell from. He decided, although the kids were up there climbing, he had asked me to go up there. I said, be careful, of course. I climbed up on these rocks. I went in on one rock and I would take a picture and then get up on this one that's roughly 50 feet. And it's a 90 degree angle drop off on the other side. It's quite a drop. And I stand up and he takes a picture of me and I was jokingly getting to the edge and like, dad, catch me because he was at the bottom. The towering limestone pillars already dwarfing the 11-year-old, but their size didn't become terrifyingly clear until he fell. My dad was like, stay right there, I'll come and get before you can finish this sentence I fell. Just straight down. Straight down, about 50 feet, onto the rocks below. His head smashed into these rocks all the way down and landed probably right here. Uh, his eyes rolled back in his head. I thought he was dead. I could hear in the background like somebody, dear God, please help me. I picked him up screaming, ran down this tra trail, got down to the, the cement area there. A couple from New York happened to have a cell phone. Remember, this is 2002, way before cell phones were as popular as they are today, long before they were supposed to work in the park. But it seems someone had an eye out for Ryan on that day. The couple making a call that likely saved his life. And we got into the ambulance, and that's when I met the couple. They were here on their honeymoon, and they were really nice people. Uh, I, I vaguely remember them. I think he had brown hair, actually. And they just happened to be at the hoodoos. And 
they happen to have a cell phone and they dialed 911. It was park ranger Rick McAdam who answered the call, arriving on the scene just minutes later. Ryan was rushed to the closest hospital, more than 60 miles away in Livingston. But the 11-year-old's injuries were so severe, he was flown another 118 miles to Billings to undergo emergency brain surgery. The couple following Ryan and his father, driving Art's car all the way to Billings as he flew alongside his son. They just did it because they wanted to help. Skull fragments penetrating his brain. Doctors say without immediate treatment, Ryan's chances of living a full life would have looked much different. Now 28 years old and a father of his own, Ryan's still living with the impacts of that fall. It's almost Friday. My head injury and epilepsy has left me disabled. Giving him a greater understanding for the pain his father felt that day. No, this is the spot. No one's going to forget their own child. This is the spot. With the incident leaving him scarred in more ways than one. Do you ever have flashbacks to those moments? All the time. All the time. Ryan's had several surgeries from metal plates to shunts. Most recent complications had him flying back to buildings just last year. One thing that has never left his mind even 17 years later, the people who saved his life. Ryan contacted us in April, asking for our help in trying to find the people who came to his rescue all those years ago. I want to thank them for saving my life. We haven't been able to find that couple with his cell phone, but after knocking on a few doors in Gardner and making a couple of phone calls, I was able to track down park ranger Rick McAdam, who was the first on scene after Ryan's fall. We organized a reunion at a bakery here in Paradise Valley. <laughs> Rick, Rick, Rick. Been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. When I said you, you were what, 12 years old? How are you doing? Good, been a while. Yeah, quite a while. Just like old friends, the three of them sipping coffee and swapping stories about that life changing day in their lives over the last 17 years. I have a daughter now. She's 18 months. Her name's Mariah. She's so cute. Oh yeah. Granddad now. Several times over. <laughs> Several times over, yeah. The meeting providing closure not just for Ryan. We sometimes don't find out what happens to the patients that we deal with. So this is it's nice to know that you're still here. While Rick recalls the couple that helps Ryan, no one can remember a name or any way to get in touch with them. I know I will find them. Ryan still hoping someone will see this story and be able to put two and two together. Who was that New York couple honeymooning in Yellowstone on September 28th of 2002? Ryan would like to meet them and thank them. I would probably give them, give them both a big bear hug and probably cry. I just want to say thank you for helping me. Then he can finally take it easy. And we certainly thank Ryan for reaching out to us so that he can thank the couple that saved his life. And now this is where we need your help. Does Ryan's story sound familiar? Do you know really anyone that fits the description of the couple? No tip is too small. Be sure to send us anything that might help find Ryan's saviors to newsroom at abcfoxmontana.com. And you can share this story with the hashtag findtheyellowstonesaviors.